0: This is the 26th full podcast for Southern Songs and Stories, which also includes several video documentaries and many written articles. This is the third multimedia project I've produced, starting with the music talk show What It Is on public radio station WNCW. That series ran from late 2007 to early 2012, And in 2010, I started a project called Lingua Musica. It was originally a live event streamed on the Internet with a music panel of writers, artists, and music professionals taking on topics much like we did in What It Is, but with the added elements of a live audience, real-time interactions on social media, and a band playing as part of the show to boot. That wound its way through several iterations before eventually coming to a close in 2014, ...when I came up with a concept for a documentary series on music and culture in the South. Southern Songs and Stories started as a passion project, with video documentaries being the focus. About two years ago, that focus shifted over to audio. And in early 2018, I got on board with Bluegrass Planet Radio and then the Osiris Podcast Network. And now, it all comes full circle, with a return to WNCW, where I work as program director... Southern Songs and Stories is now available on WNCW.org, as well as on our other networks and all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as on SouthernSongsAndStories.com. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick. Welcome to our latest episode on The Ruin Brothers.
1: All righty, we'll play some music. Uh, that's what we're here to do, right, Riffa? Yes. All right. A little war like a man. <laughs>
2: Thank you, guys.
0: And now we're going to take just a minute to hear about another great podcast on the Osiris Network. You can listen to all of our shows at OsirisPod.com. Across the Margin the Podcast is a show that brings you in-depth interviews with notable authors, artists, musicians, activists, filmmakers, and introspective eccentrics of all kinds, diving deeply into topics that demand deeper examination and illustrating the notion that there are captivating stories to be found everywhere. Across the Margin the Podcast is proudly in the loop.
3: Hey, this is Derek Trucks.
2: And this is Susan Tedeschi from the Tedeschi Trucks Band.
3: You're listening to WNCW Spindale, WSIF Wilkesboro, Grassroots Radio for Western North Carolina and
0: beyond. At first glance, this band has nothing to do with Southern culture and music. They're English, and although they have lived in the U.S. for three years, they call Brooklyn home. But there are a number of ties to the South with Henry and Rupert Stonsall, known as the Ruin Brothers. The main connection is their music, which is inspired by much of the first wave of rock and roll and country that came from Southern artists like the Everly Brothers, Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash. And the place where they grew up has some things in common with the area where I caught up with them in rural South Carolina. Today, we find many British artists doing quite well in the loosely defined Americana genre, Yola Carter, Dean Owens, Frank Turner and Laura Marling, to name a few. And there's the Americana Music Association UK, a trade association that works to promote homegrown artists as well as visiting musicians from the States. There are some notable American artists in the genre who were successful in the UK early in their careers, like Courtney Marie Andrews, the Felice Brothers, and Hooray for the Riff Raff. The relationship between British and American music traditions goes back to the 18th century. Artists like the Ruin Brothers have inherited and distilled that history into their own songbook, which was on full display for their two-night run at the Albino Skunk Music Festival. Henry and Rupert, along with their new drummer, Jay, put on high-energy sets both nights and had some good stories to share, too.
2: And so no luggage. And I had my backpack were like Taurus. I got the in-flight magazine and a bottle of water. That wasn't going to keep us warm in Chicago. So I said, okay. So we waited in the line. And I'm not kidding you. This is not for the story's sake. I'm not lying to you, this is exactly how it happened. About 11.30pm over the town uh, Henry Stansel, gate 16. How's that? <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. We ran to the gate. We said, I'm Henry Stansel, here's my passport. This is my l- little brother, Rupert Stansel. Little Rupert. And they were like, Well guys, I'm sorry to say, we only called one name. There's only one seat left. Only one seat. So I was in a bit of a dilemma. My name was on the seat. Do I go to Nashville, become a star, find Rupert Buskin in Chicago three years later, bring bring him up on my coattails?
1: Oh, yeah, uh, thank you so much. No, No, he talks a lot, but, you know, he couldn't do it on his own.
2: (laughs) You wait for that solo album, Rupert. You (laughs) There was a lovely group of strangers that said, we're going to drive to Nashville. I said, well, look, Rupert, they seem reasonably nice. Trustworthy strangers, go with them. I'll see you in a few days. We seriously considered it. But no, I couldn't leave Little Rue. I couldn't leave him in Chicago. So I was "What? what do we do next? They were like, well, come back tomorrow morning, maybe you get on the flight. This story does have a point. I'm not just... Running out the clock. <laughs> so, anyway, they said to so they said, Don't worry, folks, we've got some discount for you. We've got some money off at Motel 6. Exactly. This was the second surprise, second bamboozling. 20% off was about six bucks. I was like, This was the second time you screwed us. And we didn't know what Motel 6 was. We didn't know what it was. We were like, oh, maybe the, you know, for some reason we thought it was like the cool motels out in the desert. That's where we thought we were going. Like the neon motel in the desert. were like, ooh, Motel 6. I wonder what that's like. But we knew it couldn't be good because the couple behind us were like, ugh, Motel 6. I'd rather drive to Nashville than stay in Motel 6 around here. <laughs> so I called them up. I'm like, hey, guys. Me and my brother, you know, we need a dog. I know the airports are crammed everywhere. It's sold out you don't happen to have a, a double room for me and, my, me and my brother Rupert, do you? And they said, uh, the enthusiastic fellow down the other end of the line, he goes, yeah, man, we've got loads of room.
0: I said, you sure you don't need
2: me to put a credit card down, you know, to secure it? He's like, no, man, just come down. <laughs> so we hop in a cab. We get all the way there. Oh, no. So where the hell are they taking us? It was 20 minutes to the edge of Chicago. And you know when, you know those old 70s, 80s, like thriller cop yeah. movies where they chase the bad guy to the motel? It was just like that. There was even two cop cars with the lights out parked right out front of the thing. And as we're pulling up, Rupert's like, hmm, uh, what time do you think I should get the morning call? I, was like, I said, I don't think it's that kind of place, Rupert. I don't think it's that kind of place. Yeah. And he was very bewildered that he didn't get the morning call. He goes, those people didn't call us in the morning. We could have slept through our alarm. So we get in. We get into the hotel room. Anyone stayed in a Motel 6? You know what it's like. You have one tower between the seven of you little bar of soap Rupert went straight to sleep and yeah. I was there at the Motel 6 sink with the Motel 6 bar of soap scrubbing my underwear and socks at 2am because I couldn't bear to travel in them again the next day and it was thoroughly depressing i got to tell you and it led us to write this next song <laughs> and the song's called Motor City and I know now that that's Detroit but we didn't know the lay of the land very well just bear with us Rupert, take it down. Alrighty.
0: even though you're from Britain and you stand out in the crowd here, especially in South Carolina, what are the similarities? I mean, we share so much in our culture and in in, uh, being able to relate to each other. What are your observations there?
1: Well, for us, we may um, have a slightly different experience to other British people who come over here, simply because we're from a part of the UK which is... um, it's very industrial there's lots of farmland our parents own horses and you know i it it sounds unusual to say but like on the way to school the worst nightmare would be getting stuck behind a tractor so Uh we're from a very rural part of the uk and i think that's kind of i see similarities between that and this kind of place so um it feels almost like home in a strange
0: way Well, I did pass the bush hog tractor on the way down to Skunk Fest this weekend. It's, it was not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my
2: favorite thing about this festival, that the gear is carted to and from the artist parking via tractor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're little tractors. Oh, yeah. Go to the Brits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's thank right sir. Dean, thank Dean Owens yeah. is walking by yeah, the Scott yeah it's in the water you guys <laughs> are taking over it's another invasion
2: that's <laughs> it I yeah. can't believe how many Brits are, are here talking, one of the first fellas i spoke to yesterday so goes oh, i lived in i was stationed in ipswich in the war i'm like what
0: i'm starting to wonder if it's a concerted effort like don't tell me that you're going to be acting too because you've taken enough of those jobs yeah. i'm sorry you ever see movies and then you realize later it's like they do the interview it's like another one oh yeah and another wow. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's it we're uh- <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize I it, it in the film or the TV series just like all of a sudden in the interview it's like oh that's how they really speak oh yeah. wow oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: but uh, no I was told yesterday actually that it's uh, there's a recognizable difference though between our accent and the accent which exists in the UK further south and uh, people are recognizing that so uh, oh, yeah. yeah more so than I can differentiate between accents in North America so
0: yeah there are some still very regional accents. When you go up into the mountains, especially uh, the pockets of uh, communities that had been so isolated historically, developed county, say the region of a county, not even maybe the whole county, would sound uh, noticeably different from 20 miles away. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's uh, that's uh, yeah something which we're very familiar. Yeah, f- familiar with in the UK, but yeah, we, uh, I'm going to try and listen out for the, for the differences there.
0: It's going away, sadly, and somewhat inevitably, but yeah. it's still there. Coming up, another live one from the Ruin Brothers on Southern Songs and Stories. After this, from one of our previous guests. Hey, this is Jesse from Town Mountain, and you're listening to Southern Songs and Stories, where you can hear my band on our episode in this series, documenting the music of the South and the artists who make it. Southern Songs and Stories is available wherever you get your podcasts and at southernsongsandstories.com. One of the easiest ways to help spread awareness of these artists, their music, and this series is to subscribe to the podcast and give it a good rating. And don't forget to comment on the platforms where you listen. Thanks for tuning in, supporting great music and great podcasts. Enjoy.
2: Song's called Unknown.
0: I liked that their songwriting was, it seemed like it was from another era, making something new again with these traditional influences. The idea was to come up with what would a modern album of Roy Orbison and the Everly Brothers produced by Phil Spector sound like. 90% of the records were made live as people were playing and that, that has a different feel. Musicians looking at each other and feeling it together and creating it together. That's Rick Rubin talking about the Ruin Brothers from a promotional video for their debut album. Getting your start under the wing of one of the most influential and celebrated producers of all time definitely can't hurt. And Rupert and Henry confirmed that most of the time, Rick does indeed forego wearing shoes. Can we talk about the root of the music that you're getting at because you've got such a tap in that, sort of the hitting the main line of solid uh, 1950s era rockabilly and early rock and roll. Also, there are a lot of other sounds in what you're doing, but this style of music, the way you present it is far different than what... There's a, a difference in this style of music than maybe some other previous styles because there are the forefathers that still have careers and they've become... Uh, older and more polite and they're on public TV fundraisers yeah. and perhaps this, this music people don't realize now that those guys were killers and they had that edge but oh, you yeah. bring the edge in a new way. Tell, Thank talk you. about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we grew up listening. We were very fortunate. Our dad had a big record collection, and we listened to that a lot when we were kids growing up. We listened to everything from punk music, the damn Sex Pistols, Stiff Little Fingers, the Jam, you know, uh, but everything from that all the way down to like Django Reinhardt, the jazz guitar, gypsy jazz guitarist, and then everything in between country music, Charlie Feathers, Johnny Cash, uh, Charlie Rich, Eddie Arnold. You know, all these fantastic country people. Um, blues, Muddy Waters, you know, Howlin' Wolf, John Lee Hooker, um, great rock music, the Rolling Stones, Beatles. Uh, the, you know, we're big Van Morrison fans. Bruce Springsteen, Roy Orbison, the Everly Brothers. You know, Searchers, The Hollies. The list goes on. We we And even Soul Stuff, Bobby Womack, Al Green, Marvin Gaye. We had a really great diet of music growing up, and we consumed a lot. And we we were... You know it's it was something we're passionate about and from little from being kids growing up playing in pubs and clubs from like 11 12 years old we would play all that music to the to the punters to the audience because that's what they wanted to hear you know chuck berry elvis all these sort of songs and like songs from those artists and i think that's what kind of seeped into our as we got older and we were writing songs and that although we weren't trying to you know copy things I think like elements of melodies and chord progressions and these different things uh kind of just naturally seeped into our own music and I think it's important that that music's not forgotten I think youth of today doesn't as you said doesn't realize that you know they might see these old classic artists doing like enjoy a charity special or whatever but these are were, these were badasses you know yeah. johnny cash and he's growing he was a badass you know yeah. cocaine and hiding cocaine in <laughs> guitar in guitars and you know you know he burnt down a whole what was it natural reserve <laughs> natural reserve and you know there's some of these old blues singers you know sh- shoot you as much as <laughs> you know it's uh they, they were not to be messed with and you know, enough enough drugs and partying to yeah. you know. It's it was it was wild. And I think it's important that people don't, the to have a good understanding of music to listen to everything from all the decades gone by. So yeah. I think it's important.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we don't typically go that far, but um, yeah, as well. I think being young, there's a certain amount of excitement which comes from turning up to. These places and, and these kind of shows, they're all quite different, and we haven't seen it all, you know, like uh, some of the older artists. So um, I think we bring a little more naivety to the table, and, and maybe even a couple more nerves and things, and it, it kind of comes out, perhaps, with a, it shows that edge, perhaps, a little more than the older guys. There's a, a slight, um, not always fully comfortable, because we don't know what to expect.
2: And this one's called Roll Over Beethoven.
0: a bit. How did you come to be in America? What was that like? What was your decision making?
1: Uh, so we um, we felt a little stagnant in the UK um, because we were playing the kind of music we we're playing, but there wasn't the same opportunity for for playing that music over yeah. in Britain. We'd turn up at a lot of shows, and uh, you know, if we was on a, a, a show where there was multiple artists. Um, they'd often be of a a different genre to us so um, yeah whereas over here we're very much um, very much in keeping I think and that works to our advantage it's nice to uh, see people who who fully appreciate the style and uh, and, and what we do people did that in the UK but there just wasn't you couldn't play a festival like this you know it's nice to hear banjos
0: being tuned up in the background and stuff before you go on it's it's Different. On the other hand, there are plenty of artists that I know from this immediate area that are touring in Europe and are well received. And they sure. play not your exact style, but they play a roots-based style. Yeah. They seem to be well received.
2: Yeah, it's it's it is growing back home and in Europe. It's definitely growing. Mm-hmm. The scene like Americana music is is having a probably a bigger. It's it's like a new. It's like a burst of life uh, that yeah. that scene at the minute and.
1: When, uh, well, when we came over it was three years ago so um, we didn't quite see that surge at that time uh, also when Americans go over I think it's a little more convincing and unusual there's oh. certainly a charm to uh, like if Americans turn up to our neighborhood everybody kind of thinks that they're uh, movie stars or something so there's an attraction in that sense and we feel it to an extent over here as well you know people like our accent I don't know why but you know the, you get away with a little more I think when you're in a foreign country yeah
0: the Ruin Brothers are working on their follow-up to All My Shades of Blue. It will be self-produced and features violinist Jeremy Kittle. Recently, their song Up in California appeared in the new movie starring Ethan Hawke called Adopt a Highway. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. You can keep up with us on our Facebook page, on Twitter at South Scenes, and Instagram at South Stories. Send me an email and I'll be glad to get back to you from southern songs and Stories at gmail.com, Or from Joe K. at WNCW.org. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. The Ruin Brothers.
3: We just got ruined tonight, folks.
0: I think you learned how to roast marshmallows last night, was that... Is that true?
2: Yeah, we, 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 people were teaching us how to try and do that. And, uh, you know, Waffle House, Waffle House, that's, that's probably one of the best things about the South. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody
1: here has been very lovely. They've uh, shared plenty of alcohol with us as well. So we've <laughs> yes, been having yes. a great time.